0: Welcome back to On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. I'm your host, Jacob Shorba, and today I'm joined by Griffin Fisher, a diehard fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. Today we're going to recap the divisional round matchup between the Chiefs and Jaguars as we look forward to the rest of the year and what's to come. So welcome back, Griffin. How are you feeling today?
1: Feeling fine. The Chiefs are once again at the championship round. It's only the fifth time in a year. I'd say we're a little spoiled, but uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think you guys have uh, officially forgotten what uh, being a losing franchise is like. So I don't really ever entertain the uh, <laughs> the talk about that I hear around town. The woe is me. We I had so many gonna... bad years before.
1: Until Mahomes is gone, I don't think we're going to feel that either. What's the worst record we could possibly have with him as long as he plays his best? <laughs> Even yeah, uh, break even 11 almost eleven
0: and six, I think, is the bare minimum, <laughs> and that is like a terrible season. So, yeah, you guys, you guys are. I don't even know well what that set. feels
1: like anymore. What was the last time Chiefs had six losses?
0: Alex Smith.
1: <laughs> was and early, was Alex Smith. it was eleven and yeah. five. That was yeah. early, Alex. But I think his first year was six. Yeah,
0: but I mean, that's that's what I hear around town a lot. It's the you know the Chiefs have had it bad. You know they need to win every year for the next fifty years and they'll make up for it. So I mean it's fair. By those standards, Jacksonville's gonna need to win for the next hundred years. You know, have like ten <laughs> Super Bowls in there and maybe that'll make up for the first twenty five. But we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind on that. We'll need a hundred fifty. <clears throat> but yeah, um no I went out to the game this last weekend. Uh didn't expect to, but thank you to Griffin for giving me the tickets. Also I hate you Griffin for giving me the tickets. But uh <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, the experience wasn't pleasant, I guess, like, as far as fans there, and even one Jaguars fan being a bit obnoxious when we got there, um, but it was, it was a, it was a good game, it was competitive, um, I think it's the same thing for Jacksonville, though, where it's, like, you just cannot blow that many big moments in a game, like, You've got to have something go your way. When Chad Henney has a pass tipped, you got to intercept it when you got three guys in the area. Or you can't fumble the ball without contact in the red zone. You know, that sort of thing. And so um, I'm disappointed with it. You know, I wish the season ended differently. But uh, I think this team's set up really well for the future. And I think uh, right now, especially after watching the Bills game, which is where we'll start things off, they are the third-best team in the AFC, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other team that lost from the AFC that week just looked awful. And this was after all of the hype was done. This is everyone picking Bills to win again, even though the other game looked like the, the Bengals were the better team for the small bit of the first quarter is played. And just the, the Bills, the whole season, they have been hyped up as the champion. And they just always didn't every single game they played, they didn't look like it. They didn't really blow out teams. They lost to bad teams. And the Bengals yet again got disrespected the whole season. The Bills were crowned champions in the offseason last year after not even making the championship and losing to the Chiefs. That and, and that finally everything kind of came together. I think the Bengals had a chip on their shoulder and took it out on the Bills. And that team did not look good.
0: Yeah, the Bills just, quite frankly, I don't think that they belonged there. And I think that the way their record ended, even being a 13-3 team, I don't think they were that good of a team this year. I really don't. I mean, you look at their games, you look at the way Allen played, you know, he may not have had, like, many interceptions to end the season, not including postseason, but, uh, like, the regular season. He still fumbled the ball a ton. He still made stupid throws. He made stupid decisions. He clearly regressed this year. Now you have Stefan Diggs that he went and stormed out of the locker room with all of his belongings just a couple minutes after the game was over. Had to be brought back by some undrafted rookie running back and then proceeded to leave again within five minutes. Like, it's a mess over there. And this team had every reason to go win the Super Bowl this year. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't even get to the championship game. I mean, how do you look at that? How do you be a part of that organization and think that this next season you are going to be any better?
1: Well, you just look at the fact that they're already ranked as the third best chance for the Super Bowl. They're not even the third
0: best team in the conference. I don't
1: don't know why the NFL keeps doing this, but they're, they're already being hyped and they just got killed by the Bengals. And they're already being hyped above the Bengals. I don't understand how this happens. It happened last year when they lost the Chiefs. They were instantly better than the Chiefs the next week. It's like, oh, they're actually better now. And yeah. then they were better than the Bengals. And I don't know. Next year, they they won't make the playoffs, and they'll lose to Jacksonville in Week 17 or Week 18. And, and they'll have them ranked as number one still, probably. I just don't understand why the The bills are just decided they everyone decides they're the best team without them actually showing it.
0: You know what's going to be hilarious though next year is what? when the Jets with Derek Carr win that division
1: I mean he goes there. that's a legit shot. They it's weren't like, that far off this year.
0: These other teams in their division, none of them are like terrible. I mean, the Patriots are just kind of anemic. I mean, they don't really inspire much confidence, but their record's okay. It was like, what, 8-9 and nine to finish the year? And that's yeah, they okay. had a shot, too. And then the Jets, like, they, I think they have a good coach. They just need a quarterback because their coach, quite frankly, and their GM, they have no idea how to draft one. That's why they got Zach Wilson at the start of the draft. But you get him out of the building, you get in a player like Derek Carr. I just... I think you do that, you quite frankly become a playoff contender right off the bat. And the Bills, I I just think that like magic and that feeling of we're going to win it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. I think that's fading away or completely faded.
1: I mean, then look at the Dolphins even in their division. They have a good coach. Tua, if he's able to play and not get concussed anymore was doing fine. Terry Hill had a great season. Jalen Waddle had a great season. All three of the other teams in the division are going to be competitive. And the Bills cannot play these super close games like that and have a shot next year. I mean, the, and yeah, I'm going to be a little bit cocky when I say this, but earlier in the season, when they played the Dolphins and they lost, and they were crying on the field as if they lost the Super Bowl, I said then that that is not a team that wins. That is not a winning a team. And I I stated that for this whole season, like that just doesn't seem like a a winning team. They don't cry on the field after losing a regular season game at the start of the season, and I think you saw that immaturity here late in the season too. digs throwing a fit on the sideline.
0: Yeah. It, it, this is the problem when you buy into the hype for your team. It it never works out when you when you believe what everyone says about you when it's positive and you think you're unstoppable, you're not going to win. And we dealt with this in Jacksonville this year. Not that people were talking about Jacksonville as the best team in the NFL or anything like what they said for the Bills, but when we went 2-2 two and two to start the year, they were talking about how okay, we're favorites to win the division, like, a lot of the schedule's cakewalk, like, we should be fine. You know, until the end of the season, which ironically was when we won all of our games. But The week after, they play Houston in the Tony Baselli Hall of Fame game, like to honor him. And you know, after Houston, of course, took him from us and ruined our lives because of that. They ruined our lives once again. Came into Jacksonville and won thirteen to six. Because that team was not ready to play that because they thought, oh, we're going to win this because we're a good team. We don't need to think about it. We don't need to worry about it. And they struggled with that all year. But hey, they changed. And they ended up being a better team at the end of the year and going pretty far in the playoffs. The Bills didn't. No, they barely they won games, but their mentality never changed. They never took the next step. You were expecting them to. For the last half of the year, you thought, the like, they're winning these games. All they've got to do is just fix the dang mentality and get their crap together, and they'll probably go win the Super Bowl. And they could not do it. With everyone on their side, Everything going their way, they could not figure it out. Other than some yeah. injuries, let's be fair. Von Miller and being out hurts them a lot.
1: Von Miller was big, but they still lose that game with Von Miller. They just...
0: Yeah, it wasn't close enough to justify it. It's like the Chargers and saying they would have so... won in week three because they got like three players back.
1: You see Allen crying onto his shoulder early in the season. You see their offensive coordinator throwing a fit in the box, throwing his stuff around when it's they lose to the other team. It. Yeah. Literally a time where about obliterating blurring a, ta- a poor tablet didn't have anything to do, <laughs> but uh, and then you see him in this. You see Diggs throwing a fit, trying to run away from the team, as as if and After it, yelling it, it at came Josh across Allen. like yeah, and it came across like he thought that he was perfectly fine. It was the rest of the team. It felt like he was blaming everyone else instead. He probably should have been running some routes better. I guarantee you, there was plays where he wasn't open. Yes. He wasn't just standing there wide open the whole game.
0: He wasn't um perfect in the game, but there was points where like Allen just wasn't looking at him. Like he just went throwing the ball. It was almost like a, a Russell Wilson game where you see a receiver on the sideline, like waving his hands, like, please throw it <laughs> to me. I'm fifteen yards open. Russell Wilson proceeds to literally look directly at them and then throw it another direction yeah, down the
1: I mean it's fair to Josh Allen I
0: as a Stefan Diggs fantasy owner, I understand his pain <laughs> because the dude never got thrown the ball in like half the games. They I wouldn't touch they... him until like the third quarter. It made no sense. It's not like he wasn't open. It's not like he was playing bad. They just refused to use him this season. And quite frankly, if I but... was him, I would want to be traded away.
1: There's, Two ways to look at that, though. Look at the Chiefs. There are plenty of games where Travis Kelsey was not getting thrown too much, where don't throw too much, and it's because Mahomes is trying to pass the ball around, get everyone involved, almost like you're playing on a playground, trying to make sure all your friends get the get a catch or two. Yeah. Then, and I've, Travis Kelsey hasn't thrown a fit in like six years, and I think in that specific playoff game with the Bills and Bengals. I think they were trying to focus on Gabriel Davis. I think they bought their own hype that he's like the greatest uh, playoff wide receiver of all time. It looked like they're just throwing to him every play.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> tried to get him going, and it looked but like he, did he was fine early on, and then nothing happened. Um, I will say the difference, though, between the Chiefs and Bills and the regard of um, how those players react to that. Who are the Bills' other weapons? Dawson Knox? Isaiah McKenzie? Gabriel Davis, who's good once every ten games, or Cole Beasley <laughs> back off the practice squad. Like those are your weapons. Whereas in Kansas City, you've had Tyree Kill for many of those years. Now you have, yeah, not an amazing and receiver, but throw, still Juju Schuster. Season. Yeah, that's true. But and you've the got Chiefs got better. <laughs> yeah, literally, they have like multiple receivers that are deserving of targets in Kansas City. You know, not not world beaters, but good receivers. And quite frankly, the Bills don't have that. And I felt that way in the middle of the season where it's like you look at their roster, they're not really an insanely impressive team on offense. You've got basically Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And then you've got Gabriel Davis who can break out, Dawson Knox who can break out, but those players are usually sleeping most games.
1: Yeah, honestly, their they're offensive scheme, so it must be their coordinator, Is what seems like it's their biggest issue. They don't run the football. You can't, the winning teams always have to have some sort of run game. Even the Chiefs, when they won the Super Bowl, had Damian Williams. They had a great running back, they had a good postseason. You have to have a run game, even a little bit of one. And, and the doing the design Josh Allen runs in games where you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter, it's just, it felt like they had no clue what they're doing. They knew that Josh Allen was their best player, so they just kept playing Josh Allen.
0: Well, they don't know how a run game works, so they probably thought their quarterback was the running back.
1: Well, they legit were top 10 in rushing yards <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. He's a good running back, so, kind of like That Jamar was Jackson. their run
1: game. Not a great strategy, I wouldn't think, to have your starting quarterback be your run game, but what do I know? Yeah,
0: nothing bad can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I look at RG3. He had a great career.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's going to happen is – if they keep running him like that, they're gonna get him killed one of these seasons, and then they're gonna make his career shorter.
1: Oh, I said it about like, Derek I don't Henry even think last he's year. He's gonna
0: stick around longer than Mahomes. I think he's gonna be out a few years before.
1: Oh, he'll be out probably even more years before. You can see that Mahomes is learning how to not have to scramble, not have to run, and he's getting better at that. Josh Allen has yet to even prove that. Sure, he can still throw it deep, but when it comes down to it, he just scrambles and he yeah. runs.
0: He's becoming a raw prospect again. Somehow. But He's reverting. He's legit at this point.
1: getting worse.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Dable, to not just spend the whole show crapping on the bills. I would love uh, to do that. Yeah, I know you would. But uh, <laughs> the Giants and Brian Dable, not a good game on Saturday. Um, made me feel a little better driving home. Uh, I will say that. But uh, I think it was a 38-7 to loss. Just... Even with a great season, I mean, you got to be concerned if you're the Giants because that's your competition in your division. When you're competing, it starts with winning your division. Then it goes to winning your conference, and then it goes to winning the Super Bowl, which is just one game that you got to win. It's
1: basically already shown they're not going to win the division.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair, like winning the division, the conference might mean the same thing. You know, if the Eagles win on Sunday, I mean, they're if you're better than the Eagles, you're winning the conference, you know, or you have a really huge shot of it, but they just look completely outclassed right now, and you know, as much of a good coach as Dable is, you know, they're going to need to accumulate more talent, they're going to need some time to go by, like they are, despite having as a very similar season at Jacksonville, their situation so much worse.
1: Yeah, I just that game was Boring to say the least. It yeah. was just it came down to what most people thought deep down was going to happen. Of course, I, I wanted the Giants to win. I thought that they'd have a shot. Like Daniel Jones' story, but I think everyone kind of hype, kind of hopped on the Daniel Jones trade, including myself a little bit too quick. He is not a lead you to a championship quarterback. He's a great piece that you can work around. But that Giants team, and then this is the first year. This is, they're just now starting on this little run. With their Saquon Barkley healthy again and new coach, but they aren't ready, and that that's just what that game came down to. The Eagles were just better in every aspect.
0: Yeah, I, I think they can stick with Jones and keep him for a while, because when you're wanting to move on and get a new quarterback, you need to make sure the quarterback you're getting is going to be among the elite. Like it's better, like you don't want to. Yeah, they can be work the with Giants. Jones get rid of Daniel Jones, and then go draft, like, Will Levis. And then Will Levis ends up being, like, okay. You know, or just a, uh, a, like, a Derek Carr. And, like, not that Derek Carr's bad at all, but it's not really an upgrade, right? And you just threw away a first-round pick. So if, if I'm them, like, build your weapons around him. I mean, you don't have anything in the receiving game.
1: Yeah, that's fair, but you just can't sign him to a big contract. You can do a two-year deal. You can franchise tag him. I just don't think you can settle like, okay, this is 100% it. He had he had one solid season finally. You have to at least have one more season of him proving to be a starting caliber quarterback, I think.
0: He shouldn't have a big contract. I I don't see that happening.
1: It's too risky for how he plays, too. He's also scrambling and rushing for yards all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of a similar quarterback looking through these deals. Yeah, the average per year. Oh man. They might have to pay him I would say probably about 25 to 30 million. Like Ryan Tannehill, he gets just under 30 million a year.
1: You can probably then, get away with that in a few Yeah, the I think
0: 25 to 30 would be wide hit. The Giants are going Hopkins. That. They should That'd be a good weapon. That would actually be a good move. Um, I think they should draft someone though too. Like oh, they yeah. might they look at trading off completely. Yeah, and if you want to draft a receiver, unfortunately, you have to trade up at this point because they fly off the board so fast. I mean, even though like we may look at the draft, like oh, let's get a nice receiver in like the fifth or sixth round, that's a speed threat for the offense. They're probably all going to be gone in the third because these teams <laughs> are just they last out of year position. Yeah, like, And how
1: many good wide receivers were there last year? A few that turned out to be good. Oh, maybe one or two that, like, that looked like they could be great in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, Alec Pierce was a guy that I wanted on, like, the third or fourth round, and that dude should have been available. Heck, even in the fourth round, maybe, or the late third. And he was gone in the middle of the second. Actually, high in the second, if I remember correctly. He went to the Colts, and he was actually name. good, but, like, they're just flying off the board like a round or two. How early. many
1: have a chance of being a wide one in the future, though? Pickens, barely any. Alave, and Garrett I thought Wilson there's one is, more. Wilson, um,
0: it, Drake, London. Okay, <clears> he he was he was pretty good. He wasn't like perfect or anything. Is a bad I think situation? Was better, yeah. If they figure out quarterback long term, they'll be fine. Um other than that, I'm trying to think of the other receivers to go off the board. Traylon Burks is not a number one. He was he was okay to finish the He wasn't year, but...
1: on a he, he was on a bad situation also though. Yeah. I don't, don't think he's gonna be a number to one, but he could be solid out. somewhere.
0: So there's really not a whole lot of number one receivers in this yeah, upcoming people year, you've like got... People act like they're a
1: hot commodity though. Yeah. They're like, Oh we gotta get these right away. You trade probably... up, trade
0: up. I think you've got in this next draft maybe like two of them. Like You've got Quinn Johnston, who should be a number one. He's like the the best prospect. Jordan Nasson, maybe. Um, but heck, I mean, they even talk about him as a slot, I think. And maybe one guy later on the draft works. But they'll all be gone in the first and second round. People will throw away their picks, and then it'll be great because you'll have some great edge rushers sitting there or you know, a cornerback or whatever what, position it is. You I mean, see what both of
1: our teams did last year. They yeah, just they took what was there, and it worked and great.
0: Yeah. I mean, we still need to see how these prospects work out. Yeah, like, Sky Moore might be a starting
1: wide receiver there. in the future.
0: Yeah, you guys did take a wide <laughs> receiver. Oh, gosh. That might not have been a good pick, but we'll see. It, we'll, let, we'll let it work he's out. He's still,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. we had Tony, we had other wide receivers who had great seasons. I think the Chiefs thought that surely all of these wide receivers, there's going to be two or three that suck, and they all kind of did fine. So Sky Moore didn't really have a shot. I hope he's good. But, yeah, he's not a wide receiver one. He's not going to develop into that. You yeah. can just see it. He'll be a great slot guy at his best.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you look at last year, like, Devin Lloyd was, for a lot of people, a top 10 prospect in the draft before the draft finished. And we got him at 27 because everyone was flying to wide receiver. They were picking their our positions. I couldn't believe he dropped. As far as he did. And I was thrilled when we got him because he was like, I was begging the Jaguars to get him all night. And I hope he works out better than Chase on because I felt the same way about Chase on. Um, and that did Carl Loftus out. was
1: in the low teens in, yeah. in a lot of drafts.
0: Carl Loftus fell. Uh, Trent McDuffie did as well. He fell five fairness. or six
1: spots, not a ton, but yeah. Yeah. Um, he got lower.
0: He shouldn't have been available where he was. And, you know, Devin Lloyd, like, he started the year off as Defensive Rookie of the Month fell off in the middle of the season, but he finished strong. Um not perfect. I did I did hear something kinda disgusting. Um he literally on one of the plays that like extended one of your drives, I think, or no, it set you guys up for a field goal in the game this last Saturday. His mouth guard fell out of his mouth and as the play started he literally went to go pick it up. And Travis Kelsey <laughs> beat him. Oh what? <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs>
1: but the magic uh, of the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just this <laughs> like, perfect uh, everything go right mentality, you know? Don't worry about a thing. You know, until that one <laughs> game, once in a while, where everything explodes and then, you know, life's ruined until the next week.
1: That'll happen next season, hopefully. Well, that was uh, a good conversation might... about the Giants and Eagles.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> we're getting distracted. I'm fine with this. Good topics. Um, no, that was
1: great. I mean, that was a. That was a... That was a good segment.
0: Yeah. Now, the other games, I don't think we'll talk too much more on Jacksonville. We kind of went over it in simple before, and it's painful to think about, but
1: it was just we, mistakes on Jacksonville that yeah, cost them the game. That's what it, it boils down to. It will they kind of lost it themselves.
0: Yeah. It, it was. They could have won that game, but the Chiefs won it. They played the bear game, they earned it. Um, and we'll talk more about the future in the next segment. But the other game we'll talk about just for a short minute here, Cowboys and um, 49ers looked like the Cowboys might be able to win this. Might have had a... Uh, I actually thought would be a fun NFC championship, as much as I don't care for the Cowboys. Them going into Philadelphia, there would have been some casualties in that game. Like, literal death. <laughs> there would have been
1: some cities burned down. That
0: would, that would have been great. It would have been great, because I don't live there, <laughs> you know?
1: I don't... I don't understand how the Cowboys keep doing this. I <laughs> they have Dak Prescott. That's it's got to be so they have Mike bad. McCarthy. That's how They've they had two shots Jerry down. Jones. That's how at a game-winning doing. drive. Two shots down, back-to-back years. And even if Mahomes did that with two shots at game-winning drives, back-to-back years, I would be worried. But this is Dak Prescott just showing that he's not the guy, and yet they just do the same thing every year. The Cowboys are just destined to fail. And then I don't understand how you are a Cowboy. How How do Cowboys fans deal with this? They they get so optimistic drink, right after. They
0: break TVs. I, that's what I've <laughs> yeah, seen. Did You
1: see all the TVs broken. Yeah. On the, there were tons. I saw three separate videos of this year. <laughs> and then a week later from now, they'll be just as optimistic about next season. <laughs> I don't understand how they do this. It's got to be hard on them mentally.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't take it if I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, it'd be awful. But yeah, I mean, they, quite frankly, I don't think they're going to win Super Bowl with the group they have. I, I don't think they can. I think the buying in the hype kills them too. And you look at their one win in the playoffs. You know, yeah, they won by a good margin, but like it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they at 89 with Tom the Brady. Yeah. Like trying to carry a dead corpse into the playoffs. It's... Yeah, I mean, they were the worst team in the playoffs. Like, I think if Seattle faced Tampa Bay, Seattle would have won that game.
1: I think Seattle could have beat the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> Seattle could have, yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Depends on who's going to That would have been a real good to. story. That would have been great. But, yeah, I mean, Dallas, terrible last play. Brock Purdy advances. We might, uh, we could possibly, not necessarily that we are, but we could possibly be witnessing Another season like Tom Brady's first season with Brock Birdie. Because came out of nowhere. Brock Birdie's even later in the draft now because he's the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, whereas Brady was like sixth round somewhere. The only
1: thing better would be a, a free agent like Kurt Warner. That's the only other tier above this.
0: Yeah. And, and so you've got him leading his team to the NFC Championship. Problem is, though... Every team left is going to be a death match. I mean, Philadelphia didn't even struggle. It's the best defense
1: versus the best offense in that game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be hard for the 49ers to win that game. And I don't think they will uh, to prelude that. But I think they could. It's possible. And um, after that, you got to face either Mahomes or Burrow. I mean, that's, that's when the NFC task gets really tall because you got all the good quarterbacks over in the AFC and you're bound to face one of them.
1: Yeah, and both of them would be coming off a huge win. Burrow would either be setting his team into place as the head of the AFC for years to come or it'd be Mahomes playing on a hurt injury but then overcoming that and then having two weeks to rest after. Yeah. So both of those are not ideal situations to play against.
0: Yeah, you, you don't want to be an NFC team this year. I think most likely whoever wins the Bills, or sorry, not Bills. I don't know why I thought they would advance. That's like a foreign concept. But uh, <laughs> the Chiefs and Bengals game, I think whoever wins that is probably your Super Bowl champion this year. I, I think it's think... the better teams.
1: The NFC teams have just been overrated this year. I think when you see them play AFC teams, like when the Eagles played the Jaguars, it was a rainy game, which should have benefited the Eagles. That's what their team was built around is running. And yeah, the Jaguars about won that really.
0: We should have won if there wasn't they, rain. Another game was...
1: they they hurt themselves in.
0: Yeah, I mean that one was obnoxious because they were about to go up twenty-one nothing, and then Lawrence fumbled the ball. Uh, by himself, I'm pretty sure. Again, and then he fumbled it three more times and threw a pick. I mean, it was like crazy, and they still were like 29 yeah, to it was 21. still not that far out. I off. mean, they had a chance to win at the end with all those things happening. So,
1: yeah, I just don't I, think the MC teams are as good. I think, I think they're... they have
0: better roster construction, but their coaching isn't as good. Like more talent, just I mean, they don't have andy reed you know or uh zach yeah taylor. i think their
1: teams are more evenly built i'd agree to that
0: yeah maybe kyle shanahan compares pretty well nick sarion oh, he's had a great year here, but i just think andy reed's like a tier above and then the Bengals just got something going with the <laughs> zach taylor <laughs> yeah he's he's the worst eh, i
1: don't know he might be better than Sirianni. Cigarone. has only had a year now to really show himself yeah, a, and great, a lot of a that year.
0: team being good is just the amazing job that that general manager has done. Like I have followed their moves, and it's brilliant what they do. I mean, they they find ways to not only have one of the most talented rosters, but to have multiple draft picks in the years to come. Like they have two first rounders this next year. They fleece the Saints out of their first rounder because they last year they had three that uh, they could have selected with, and then they traded. Um, I think they traded two of their first rounders that year for the Saints first rounder in that season, their second rounder, and their first rounder this year. And their first rounder this year is like fourth or no, it's not fourth. It's like seven, eight, or nine, I think. So I mean they killed them on that trade deal. Like they're just a brilliant team. The Saints, they got Olave and then Was that
1: their first pick? Ah uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Chris
0: Olave and Trevor.
1: Payne. I mean, he's fine. I think the it Eagles seems like might have the second rounder that.
0: this year, actually, because the Saints picked with their second rounder. You no, know, the Eagles before. have
1: executed an almost perfect season. We got to see if they can do it two more games.
0: Yeah, they've they've done about everything perfect. It's just you gotta gotta go win it now, you know. Um. But yeah, we'll uh we can go ahead and wrap up the weekly recap, unless you got anything else.
1: Nope. I think that's pretty much all of it.
0: All right. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap up this season uh, for the Jaguars with all things Duval. And i got a few things I want to talk about. This is mainly just pertaining to the future here. Um, the first thing probably won't spend too much time on it, but the Jaguars, they'll be in a crap crunch this next season. And so they're gonna probably have to I'm sorry, it's not probably they're going to have to decide who's not gonna come back to the team because they're not gonna have enough money for it. And so there's some different approaches they can take. They've uh they could look to move on from Juan Taylor, which would suck, but quite frankly, he's gonna be one of the most expensive of them. And you have Walker Little on the roster. Um so, Jawan Taylor could be someone they don't look to bring back. Evan Ingram, I couldn't imagine them not having him back, but he will cost a bit, probably $9 million a year. And I think that's worth it, but simply the money isn't really there for all of these guys to come back. That's another person they could look at you you know, moving pick and on choose. from. Yeah, you've got to pick and choose. The third option One that people want to, I guess they've wanted to believe it's real for the last month or two, but um, it seemed kind of uh, foreign or not possible, you know, when you look at the situation from the outside. But quite frankly, I think it is possible. They could look to trade away Cam Robinson, our left tackle. And so the logic in that is that you have. I think $45 million you still owe them right now. And the way that trades work, the teams that are trading the player away, they still have to pay for the signing bonus on the contract, and they can negotiate with the other team to take on a portion of the contract if needed. I don't think Jacksonville would need to. So essentially, they paid him $7 million this year to start. They would, if they traded him, they would pay $10 million of what's left. So they'd pay him $17 million to have played for one year. That cap hit is spread across multiple seasons. Um, and that's only a million more than what the franchise tag was. So it's very comparable. Now, if they traded him to a team like, say, New England or Cincinnati, where they need a left tackle right now, that team would be paying $35 million over two years, which is actually, surprisingly, about market value for what a left tackle is and Cam Robinson has been a pretty solid left tackle but for the Jaguars the best lineup they've had is when they've had Walker Little on the left side and Jawan Taylor on the right side and you saw it especially in the playoffs where like against the Chargers Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa had almost no impact on the game. I mean they got shut down and then even against Kansas City You know Walker Little did pretty good. You know aside from the tripping call, but uh, they didn't allow sacks really when they were on the field. I mean Jawan Taylor had uh, like a couple games where he was just off, but the majority of the season he's not even giving up pressures. And so you look at that situation, and that's another option that they have because you could have more cap space available trading Robinson and bringing back Taylor. So. I don't know how much of a grasp you have on all the players in Jacksonville, but I mean, out of all those guys, like who would you want to move on from?
1: I think you're pretty spot on with trading him. I think that uh, there's enough teams who would want him, and you guys need the money that that that's pretty smart. and your o line really did do fine for most of that game. there was some there there was a decent amount it's of pressure, but that's what Spagnolo does. yeah, he has cornerback and safety blitzes all the time. And the the O-line did pretty well. Chris Jones still doesn't have a sack in the playoffs. I don't know how that's possible.
0: <laughs> it's weird. He
1: gets worse. And he gets pressure still in the playoffs, but he just doesn't have sacks.
0: Oh, and to be fair, uh, so Frank Clark, he got the one sack on Walker Little. So Walker Little did give up a sack. But if you look back at that play, that's because Lawrence moves up in the pocket directly into Frank Clark. Like, yeah, Walker Lill's blocking him just fine, but Lawrence tries to move up and gets sacked. So, I mean, yeah, I think like O-line The O line
1: did pretty good, especially compared to the last time they played. They Lawrence got killed sure. in that game.
0: Yeah, it was like I think they had uh,
1: five sacks, two
0: or three this time. Um, the biggest problem I saw was like blown. I don't know if you call it blown coverages or what, but like there was the plays where there was a free were, yeah. rusher up the middle. And, and that's so, just
1: Spagnolo. That's a younger team versus a veteran defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. Oh for sure. And I think when I look at this, you know, they need to get a left guard. That they definitely need to look at that. And if they do that, I think the offensive line's pretty well set. But if you move on from Cam Robinson, not only do you help your cap situation, and probably, actually not probably, you would have enough money to bring back all of your players that you want to, as long as you're not uh, putting a lot of money on this next season. If you backload the contract, you'll be able to negotiate it. Um, they can get everyone back if they send away Cam Robinson. And the next year, you would have more money available because you don't have cam robinson's contract on the books and taylor is going to be cheaper i think the projection right now is like 14 million a year whereas robinson was 17 million so i i just think when i look at that like that's the approach i would take and something tells me that the jaguars know that's an option because of the way they structured that contract and these teams they have to think about all the possibilities, all the risks they're taking, and originally they franchise tagged him, because the plan was to have him play just for another season, and see if he's good. And I think the only risk they ran in signing the long-term contract was if he wasn't good. Because if he's not good, you can't trade him, you're stuck with the money, you've got to keep him for another season, and it's like $20 million something. You know, at least until 2024. So, that's the I, approach I would take.
1: I I think that's the most logical just because you have to keep Ingram. That was you you turned a wide right receiver or uh, a tight end who was a joke into a legit threat. And you have to keep the rest of the O-line. I think you just have to I mean that that makes the most sense out of those scenarios.
0: Yeah, that keeps together your playoff roster because Cam Robinson wasn't on the field at the end of the season. I mean, he went out, I think uh what was it, like, right before? and no, it was the Dallas game, I'm pretty sure. He went out. So he was out for a while. And they played well without him. The offensive line was not a problem. It's just the interior they got to work on. it's, quite frankly, just left guard is the one place they need to upgrade.
1: I think, yeah. I mean, if something happens and you get rid of multiple of players, you just have to keep Ingram. That, that's yeah. how I see that. Uh,
0: he's the number one priority for me out of all the free agents. Um, and I think that'll happen because he wants to stay here. He didn't even really care about football, <laughs> quite frankly, until he came to Jacksonville. Like you watch his interview and you listen to him. That's the vibe you get from that. And you got to keep players like that that want to be here. Are him. those
1: the biggest free agents?
0: Yeah. Um, Dewan Spoon and Arden Key are free agents. You can get him back. Um, Both of them are pass rushers.
1: I wouldn't want Keehee's evil.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, because every person (laughs) who touches Mahomes is evil and intentionally tries (laughs) to That's how it is.
1: It hurt my quarterback.
0: Chris Jones, it was just an accident when he landed on, like, Nick Foles' neck with all of his body weight. (laughs) It was. Exaggerated. I'm not going to blame
1: you for – I wouldn't blame you for being mad at him. though. That's that's the franchise. And, I mean, without that, maybe you guys don't have Lawrence. Yeah, you're in a better spot now. So you're welcome sure. for Chris Jones accidentally help hurting fools.
0: No, no. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that.
1: But, I mean, if those are your top free agents, the Jaguars are in a pretty good spot.
0: Yeah, they're in a spot where they should be fine. Um, and they've just got to be creative. That's the biggest thing. Have creativity. If you're not creative, your team's not going to be much better. But you saw it with, like, the Calvin Ridley trade, where they trade for a player who hasn't been on the field for a while, but if he comes back and plays like he was, he's the, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And you're paying him $11 million this year, and at most you're giving up a second rounder and I think a sixth or a fourth. I mean, what team would not take that deal? Look at the Bears trade for Chase Claypool. The draft pick they gave up <laughs> for Chase Claypool. Well, no, regardless of how Calvin Ridley does or what capital we end up giving up once all the terms are met and that's all figured out. They gave up more draft capital for Chase Claypool than we did for Calvin Ridley because we were creative.
1: And you weren't morons and tried to get Chase Claypool?
0: Thank God. People are trying (laughs) to say, go get Chase Claypool. And no, we got to. I don't know where that came from. I
1: never saw a single moment of him being an elite wide receiver. <laughs> he's,
0: he's a perennial has. Michael Hardman's the better to be great, but not great receiver. McCole, McCole Hardman is
1: infinitely better. Yeah. and there's no demand for McCole Hardman on teams.
0: Yeah, the Bears really screwed that one up. And it's even the 32nd pick of the draft because they were the worst team, and the the sorry the Dolphins forfeited their pick. So it's bad. Oh, yeah, it's really bad. It's it, they won't get the fifth year option like other first round picks get, but they'll be picking where the end of the first round is. So go Steelers. <laughs> um, other things to talk about, you know, we'll, we'll talk shortly about the draft here, and I want to talk about next season more. Um, But the draft selection, the first round, there's a few different ways they can go. And so for you, you you're looking at the Jaguars roster, assume that all these positions, there's a player that's equally talented as all the others. So there's not, like, a better player at pass rusher than there is a guard or anything like that. So you have high-profile slot corner. Like, you could go after someone like that. You could go after a pass rusher. You go after a guard. Or you could go after another position. What would you think would be the best idea for the Jaguars.
1: You guys need a pass rusher. Okay. The The amount of pressures the Jaguars get without getting sacks is insane. It's, it's almost unrealistic to look at it. It doesn't make sense. The, if you get elite pass rusher, even just a really good pass rusher, that should put just enough more pressure to where people get home.
0: Yeah, and they're hinting as well that Trayvon Walker might move to the inside a bit more. They, they've they said a few things since the season ended about that. And so if they move him inside, then you're going to have, even if he's not permanently there, there's going to be a bit more of an opening to have another pass rusher on this roster. And so what I would like is if the Jaguars can find a way to address most of these other needs, like try to get a guard in free agency. If you have enough money available, um, there are people that could work there, and you wouldn't the have to pay have a ton.
1: Lot of depth on the roster. You legitimately get, and I mean the Chiefs. I, the I don't Chiefs want your backup depth... as a starter. No, I mean Nick Allegretti is not a is not just a backup. He could be starting. We've just kept him because we saw what happened the year that we all of our wide or offensive linemen went down. That would be a legit acquisition. I don't know if the Chiefs would even give him up, though. Yeah, I mean... But there are lots of guards. That's that's kind of the point I was making.
0: There are guards guard. that
1: aren't starting, who are starting caliber on teams, where they just have them as backups, because a good guard can basically fill in anywhere.
0: Yeah, and we technically don't have to address it. I think we should, but Ben Barch was our starter early this year. At guard and he was i think a third round selection a couple years back back in 2020 and he played pretty good for the jaguars this season but the way i see it like you probably still want to draft someone there but i would look at a guard and say the second round or you know you're going after someone in free agency but hey at the end of the day you are gonna try to draft the best player available um So, I mean, maybe you don't go after a pass rusher, but I could see someone good being available. I know I've got a couple names I like on the board right now, Um, but there will be more research done. And hopefully the Jaguars do good with the draft. But uh, let's wrap this section up talking about this next season. So, the Jaguars, do you think that they could win the Super Bowl next season?
1: I one hundred percent think they could. I it would, they it would it would still be hard. Think. They'd still have to get through the Chiefs or the Bengals or both possibly, and the yeah, Bills are not going to be a pushover. They'll still they be there. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would, <laughs> I would love that. That'd be hilarious to but, watch yeah. the Jaguars go in and trounce the Bills. But I mean, there's still going to be hard teams to get through. But I'd be lying if I said they couldn't. They can beat the Bengals, especially if, and this, this depends on Ridley, I think, but if Ridley comes in and he's a, he's right away starting caliber receiver again, or he develops through the season back to that position, that is enough threats that you guys should be able to beat the Bengals and beat the Chiefs. So I do think it's open. I don't think it's, you're, you'd be the favorites, but I could, there's no way you're not top five out of the AFC.
0: We gotta be top four. I mean, I don't even think top five because what team, like, that hasn't won their division this year takes that huge step forward. To be fair, depends
1: on if Tom Brady goes to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or Aaron Rodgers goes to the Titans.
0: You know, that's not no, that's not happening. Sorry. (laughs) No, they're gonna they're gonna trade for Trey Lance like they've been talking about on Twitter. I was thinking Trey Lance, the bear prospect. I was thinking maybe.
1: chargers if they get sean Payton, that's not what i was they
0: but they aren't they already kept their head coach
1: do they actually yes. announce that oh well, my I mean, gosh
0: they, they fired the oc i think or the no it was, oh, the, the, it was the oc the problem and, like, the solved quarterbacks now coach or something <laughs> yeah they uh took half measures so you're good you've won the division Woo, next the year. division's back again arrowhead yeah. The only problem you're gonna have is if Sean Payton goes to Denver and starts putting bounties on Mahomes. That's that the might big be issue. issue. I could see that. I believe that could happen. But hopefully, well, Sean not.
1: Payton still says he he didn't know that was coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, kind of like Tom Brady didn't know about I would very advice. much
1: like him not going in the division, please. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah. Well, there's just one team you got to worry about, and it's Denver, and it's a hellhole. So. Maybe you'll be all right. Um, now, here's here's how I feel about it. When you look at the schedule the Jaguars have, and you look at the the games they're hosting and the games they're going away for, I think that there is a legitimate shot that the Jaguars can get the first seed next year. I think they're absolutely in that conversation. And here's why. Let's just run through this list. Your divisional games, you have Tennessee, Indy, and Houston. One at home, one away. You're probably sweeping Houston and in Indy, right? Like you would expect that. Yeah. And that's then fair. Tennessee, you could sweep them. You could go six zero oh in the division. But say you lose one of those games because they just pull off dark magic.
1: it's division rivals, still.
0: Yeah. So you lose like one division game. You're five and one. Your other games, these are your your uh, home opponents. You host the Baltimore Ravens, might not have Lamar Jackson, Atlanta Falcons, Cincinnati Bengals, Carolina Panthers, Kansas State Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Those include a lot of your other hard games. But you're hosting them all. Kansas City, I do think we win that because they're going to care a lot about that game. And you're going to have Calvin Ridley coming in. Um, That will be a very important game for Jacksonville. Carolina, you win. I think, like, you probably lose against San Francisco. The Bengals. Maybe two losses out of against, that. You're either losing against the Bengals or the Ravens. And it's either two or three
1: losses in that stretch. Yeah,
0: so out of all those games I've mentioned, all the division games and all the home games, there's two or three losses. And then your away games, the Cleveland Browns,
1: the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa when,
0: Bay Buccaneers, when, the Pittsburgh Steelers,
1: when, and the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> probably win there's there's maybe one loss in that stretch somewhere three you or four losses game.
0: that's what you're looking at next year probably four but if they go 13-4 and four next season that could be good enough to win the, the whole thing. the other teams conference. have harder
1: schedules too the other division leaders Yeah, they it, all have harder we matchups have
0: arguably the best division to match up against in the AFC and the best division to match up against in the NFC so now, I, I'm looking at that. I'm like, I'm absolutely going to entertain the idea that the Jaguars could host the playoffs. I think it's possible. And if you
1: get the first seat, it's incredibly possible because you'd play uh, the weakest team remaining. And then you'd only have to beat one of the juggernaut teams, probably.
0: And you host them.
1: And you yeah. host them. That's yeah. huge.
0: So, like, <laughs> I think a big thing for this team it is imperative for them to have been able to host this game against Kansas City next year. Because I think they just need to see that they can win. Like, they, both these games they played against them, it just felt like they were kicking themselves in the foot. They were just, like, they were doing something to prevent themselves from winning. And they could have won them, but they didn't. And so I think think... when you have home field advantage, you're going to have all the fans there, like, that will be a packed house for that game. It has to be. Because that's going to be... To the fans, the same as the Patriots revenge game, you know, it'll not as big be of a of third as players. loud as everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. joking. It'll, so be pretty, it'll be loud. You guys, dare, fans have
1: been rejuvenated. It's fine. I'm joking. Yeah,
0: how, how dare Trevor Lawrence like it will be Arrowhead, but it'll be, be nice loud. to his fan base. Um, yeah, like it's it's going to be the perfect environment for the Jaguars to win that game, and maybe they don't, but I think they should win that. And you finally beat Mahomes, you finally feel confident about that, and then if you get in the number one seed, which you have the tiebreaker over them, and hopefully you beat the Bengals, of which you're going to want to have Lawrence finally beat Burrow, then you're probably hosting the playoffs, as long as you don't just implode at some point in the season. And so you play probably the AFC East champion, which would be like Buffalo or Miami or New York, if they get a really good quarterback somehow, and then you're playing either the Bengals or the Chiefs. So Man, I think it's, it, it's gotta it happen. Determines... But there's a good scenario here for the Jaguars.
1: I think it's up to the NFL to decide if it wants you guys to have that run or not, though, because if they stack it uh, heavy on the front, I don't think Ridley will have as much time to get fully involved with the team. I think he'll be a clear wide receiver one halfway through the season so if the nfl doesn't want the jaguars to get there they will set it up in a way where all of those big games are right away i think you want them in the middle and towards the end of the season
0: i just kind of want it to be like mixed you know over the season like i don't really want a hard stretch or yeah that would be the best stretch. for development like, maybe i stretch no, at the end you've seen but the nfl that, set the like, schedule though yeah, I mean, I want to be ready for the playoffs when the playoffs come. I don't want to come off a ton of easy games. You know, I, so, yeah, I I think looking at that schedule, it looks really good for Jacksonville. It looks great. And I think that they could go and win the division and win the conference. They'll take the first seed in the conference next year. And if they do that, they're in a really good spot to advance to the Super Bowl. But um, it's got to happen. I'm just saying, I think they've got a really good road ahead of them. So that, that's all I've got on the Jaguars. So if if you want, we can go ahead and talk about the chiefs and, uh, Bengals Eagles 49ers, but obviously the chiefs more. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll start at the Eagles 49ers. I think that one's should be quick. Okay. It, it is, it, it actually should be. It might be a better game than the Chiefs Bengals in a way. It could be really boring or it could be super exciting since it's the top defense versus the top offense. So you're kind of guessing which one's going to give first. Will the 49ers get a pick or will Jalen Hurts just march down the field every drive? It's it's going to be it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think uh, this is kind of the game for Purdy. I think even if they lose the Super Bowl, if Purdy wins this game and he doesn't throw a pick, he has a solid game, he's the quarterback. But if he loses here and he throws some picks and it's kind of his fault, then the 49ers entertain the idea of Trey Lance again. Then they actually think about it. Then they look through the offseason. It's like, well, what could we do here? Should we go get Tom Brady? But if they win, I think Purdy's their quarterback. As I, this game's almost the most yeah. important for Purdy.
0: This game probably decides whether Brady goes there or not. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Because if you so lose, in that case, we want the Eagles to win again. <laughs> yeah. No, we want the 49ers I mean, no, to win. So the, he doesn't yeah, go there. Yeah. Exactly. So you got to oh, root gosh. for the Forty ers and you're already doing it because you want to kill them again. For only yeah, they. I mean, the reason. Chiefs
1: beat them earlier in the season. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey, but the rest of that team was mostly healthy, and they yeah. killed them. So I think they've got a system that beats them.
0: Yeah. So. um I mean I I think this game goes to the Eagles. I just think they're the better team and they showed on the uh the, sorry in the divisional round that they aren't rusty, they aren't um they aren't like just a show of their former self. They're exactly who they've been all year. And they and showed that was a, most importantly really like Hurts important is healthy. For them to show. Yeah, and Hurts looked great and now you're hosting the 49ers who struggled on the offense that game, didn't get a lot going. And now they got to face like one of the best defenses in the NFL again.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, you have to look at it from the opposite of what they're best at. So, which is better, the 49ers offense or the Eagles defense? And I think that would be the Eagles defense, but with. Not against the crazy. run. Not against because, the Because, and Christian McCaffrey's been great. <laughs> I'm gonna go 49ers just because I think Kyle Shanahan's gonna out coach Sirianni. I think that's what's gonna come down to, and his scheme will be better.
0: Yeah, I think that this is gonna be a big Jalen Hurts game. I think this is the game where he just
1: earns a contract, takes over. big contract. Yeah, Which I guess he's, he's already probably got the big contract. Either,
0: I, yeah, Add a actually, it's time to, it. to figure out his contract because he's a second round pick, so he doesn't have a oh, good option. This is his third year, so yeah, this is a big contract game for him.
1: He's trying to pump up his numbers this game.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, getting over ten million. He's there.
1: already getting forty million. I, I, I think, yeah, high thirties, low forties. He's already getting that. He wins this game. He's getting. He's pushing towards the middle of the forties, and that's a lot of money. So,
0: I think he's around there too. I could see that. I think the Eagles are going to win this, though. I just think they're the better team. Um, The 49ers are great, too, but I do think they need a quarterback, and so I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to come up short in this. I think it will be competitive, but they're going to bring in Brady this offseason, have him um, come in, lead that team, and – do one last act of desperation in his career and hopefully he doesn't go very far because that actually kind of horrifies me for the jaguars because if we want to win the super bowl you have this great run yeah i don't want to play Bengals in the
1: championship round and then just lose to tom brady again yeah or no we get a a revenge
0: against the chiefs and then tom brady kills us be awful worst thing in the world so i hope uh, that doesn't happen
1: yeah i think that's a good uh Encore game, the Eagles 49ers for the for the main chorus later that night. Yeah. Chiefs, Bengals. Oh gosh. I I really I wanted to play them because I think Arrowhead is great. I think that's a big advantage. It's over even the worst Bills. But now that I saw how bad the Bills were, I kinda wish we played them. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think the the Chiefs would have just as easily beat that team, even with a one legged Mahomes. But now with Mahomes, and I'm guessing he'll be playing on probably 80% of what he is, which is still top five quarterback in the NFL. But the issue is, is that he has to be number one quarterback for us to win this game. For the Chiefs to win, he has to be great because the Bengals are just overall better. Their offense technically isn't as good as the Chiefs, but that's deceptive. Their wide receiver core is so great that Against a bad Chiefs secondary, that's gonna be insane. It's uh I'm worried. <laughs> Obviously, I should be. They just crushed the, the Bills. They've beat the Chiefs three times in a row. But at the same time, you have to think that Andy Reid and Mahomes, how much do they want this game? They've seen how cocky the Bengals have gotten recently. Rightfully so. They've beaten the Chiefs three times. They've seen how, how Mahomes hasn't lost three times to another team. This isn't <laughs> this is something different. They have to beat Burrow to show that the Chiefs are still the number one team in the AFC.
0: Yeah, I man, I really don't know what way to go on this game because part of me looks at it and it's like, well, the forty or sorry the. Bengals just match up like perfectly against you guys. They've I mean, shown it they, before. They've shown their, it three times. Their receiver core like should decimate you guys on the field. That's what they're supposed to do. They have a good running game they can rely on if needed. They have a fantastic quarterback. Their defense, they the the one thing that actually might save you a bit in this is that their pass rush is actually not I think it's actually worse than Jacksonville's. If I remember correctly, but they don't shut down in the the big games like Jacksonville has. So that might be worse, but um, they still have a pretty solid defense. They have playmakers. And so I uh, I feel like this should be the year that Joe Burrow goes and gets the Super Bowl. I feel like it should be them and the Eagles and they beat the Eagles. But something tells me. That the Chiefs are just going to find a way in this game. Even if they don't earn it. However it is. like And that probably won't even be the topic of conversation after. And probably shouldn't be. But I think they're just going to find some way. Whether it's bull crap or not. To win this game.
1: I I think for once. And we've talked about this before. The Chiefs have gotten complacent a lot of times. They were complacent for most of this season. You could just tell they knew that they were a better team. Like, okay, we'll just play down. Let's just barely win these games. I think for once, looking at them this this postseason, and then the final Raiders game, I actually feel like it, it feels so similar to 2019 again. It feels like they really want to win. You can see it with Mahomes' interviews. You can see it with the defense players, Carlos Dunlap coming in. It just it feels so similar to 2019. And and before this game, with with a healthy Mahomes, I was feeling pretty good. I was like, okay, the Bengals aren't going to beat him four times in a row. This isn't happening. Andy Reid's a good enough coach. He can scheme up some plays to beat him. But then Mahomes got hurt, and I'm like, okay, I was pretty sure they could win. Now at what level is Mahomes going to play? And to Mahomes' credit, after he got his ankle tweaked against the Jaguars in 2019, he had two insanely good games right after, like 400-yard games. The yeah. The issue is is that this Bengals' defense is the most underrated in the league. It is. It's, people do not talk about it enough. And they're also going to try to scheme up that. I think something that might go the Chiefs' advantage is that this is going to be a different game. This is not going to be something that the Bengals have prepared for. This is going to be possibly running. It's going to be quick passes. It's going to be it's going to be a system which the Bengals have haven't played the Chiefs in before. They've played them with a Mahomes throwing all the times play. This will be different. This will be Mahomes throwing a lot less, or at least shorter passes. I don't know if they've schemed that one as 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 good.
0: Yeah. I I just I don't know. I have the feeling that they're going to win it. I Somehow, someway, I don't think they're going to lose them four times in a row. And maybe it's a good thing that they lost earlier this year. And they'll take this game extremely seriously. I think this will be a big game for Mahomes. I think he will still play great. The injury news, everything I've seen has actually been pretty good. It, for it looks pretty expected. good. Yeah. It's
1: not as bad as the last one. It's Mahomes is just sitting there taking some. He's just resting in the ice. I'm waiting for the Chiefs injury report today. I'm waiting to see if they have him even practicing at all. I'm doubting. Well, I know he's not going to be practicing. They're not going to have him.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, the Chiefs are underdogs in this game. Oh yeah. Going in, that's another huge thing. I think they that need might kind of change the mentality. and maybe it doesn't may because the Bengals are probably still going to look at it, at it as we're not supposed to be here. They didn't want us in this game. They, still they look the at Chiefs they're already looking like yeah. it. Like, that's not going to change. But the the Chiefs, I think that's going to help them Look to at take the Bengals seriously. attitude seriously. Problem, yeah. But the problem is, is that they like skipped over so many games this year, getting ready for the Bengals, and they lost. That's yeah, the I mean that was fair. They said the Bengals was I the number one it. game.
1: I just they said that was the game they prepared for the whole offseason. season. Yeah, they,
0: I mean they literally looked past like. Like months of games just to get ready for that, and they didn't win. So it's like, what's going to happen now that the team needs to beat them in the playoffs? You know, and they didn't have all that time to prepare. I mean, unless they were doing it on the bye week, which I think would have been a huge uh, mistake. I mean, they won, and I think they weren't. They looked like
1: they, they didn't look like the first game against Jacksonville, they actually tried. Yeah, that was. They had a real game but plan. Neither this time.
0: team just like didn't care. It was clear they were both trying.
1: But I mean that's a that's a fair point. They prepared the whole off for the Bengals. This was the game they had circled, and then they lost that first one. So I mean, it is. I think Mahomes being hurt is huge against the Chiefs. But at the same time, if the Chiefs win, I think it's going to be because of the fact the game plan is going to be different. I don't think the Bengals were. Ever preparing for a run-heavy game or a screen pass game, so there's a chance that their defense, while it's really, it's built really well for a pass-heavy offense, they might not be built well for a run-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But I think the Chiefs are going to win. I really hope they do. I'd, I'd rather lose in the Super Bowl to either one of those teams in the NFC than lose to the Bengals four times. I haven't had to experience loss like that since twenty twelve, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been a decade.
0: It's starting to feel like the games against the Patriots if it Yeah do like, that know. It's way. like
1: uh <laughs> I'm talking to a person who's never seen his team in the Super Bowl about how it's like, Oh man, my <laughs> My team might lose to a team four times in a row. Yeah. This is awful.
0: Oh no, we don't get to go to the but, Super Bowl. We're like, I mean, just Bowl? from the
1: perspective of the Chiefs, that's the worst thing that's happened in a decade. If they if they lose, even yeah. with Mahomes being hurt, that, I mean, that is a great excuse. <laughs> but Urban Meyer. I mean, yeah, your excuses have always been better for the last <laughs> decade. But with Mahomes hurt, it's still sad. It's still a a, a big excuse. But the Chiefs should still be able to win it. It does always come down to the better team. And yeah, Mahomes is the key of the team. But you saw at that Chad Henney drive, aside from one errant throw, the rest of that drive still looked fine. They recovered so well.
0: It, that just shouldn't have happened. It, part of it, too, was the whole uh, Chad Henney used to be on the Jaguars and this is his moment to get back. I think the he vaguely thing. mentioned
1: that in the press conference. Someone asked, him, no, someone asked That's him. No, someone asked him if. Uh, they asked him if that had like a factor into it he goes well a little bit but not i was just ready for my time in the so so yeah he was probably secretly hoping this whole time that he could.
0: (laughs) every player (laughs) (laughs) in the nfl is like i'm gonna get back at them every day they wake
1: up and the jaguars are just circled on their on their calendar (laughs)
0: that's how it feels it's not true but man it's how it feels especially when blaine gabbert beat us in 2017 with the cardinals that was dumb. So but, dumb.
1: Yeah, I I think the Chiefs probably win. They yeah. I, I I'm not very sure of that I'm like fifty-five percent.
0: If Mahomes was healthy, I
1: would have been like sixty. I would have said, Okay, this is this is the game. It's four times in a row. It's not happening. Yeah. But with Mahomes hurt, it all depends. If he's eighty percent or better, I think they'll win. But if he's gimpy and he can't even get out of the pocket at all, if it comes down to it. I don't know if he can just stand there like a Tom Brady-esque statue and win. We have to, I mean, this whole season was him kind of training for that. For training, staying in the pocket and delivering more uh, methodical plays down the field. So I guess this is like the the final test for him. Has he developed into a, a quarterback who can sit in the pocket and still dissect teams?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a good weekend of football. Definitely won't... Uh... Be holding any grudges against the Chiefs at all for <laughs> anything, you know? Or yeah, not at all, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that one Jaguars fan at the stadium said he was cheering for us, so we have one of the Duval faithful on our side.
0: Yeah, one. That's about it. <laughs> There's no others. Maybe uh Doug Peterson because he's friends with Andy, but and he was that's yeah. It. Yeah, but well, usually we'd finish this by talking about. Predict the games, what went right. We'll actually skip both those because we already talked about the other game and we went pretty in depth on the Chiefs and Bengals. Um, so, to wrap this up, we'll just kind of talk about what's going to happen in the future with this podcast. So, obviously, football season's coming to an end. We may do an episode uh, for the Super Bowl. I don't know yet. But throughout the off season, we're going to just kind of talk about the Jaguars, uh, preview you know, their contract situations, free agency. We'll probably even talk about the Chiefs if you come on. Um, maybe get into divisions, other teams kind of do this uh differently since obviously there's not gonna be much to recap on games or any of that. Um so we'll go through free agency, the draft, um just kind of preview things and so it won't be an every week thing. Uh we'll probably do bi-weekly or maybe once a month. it will figure out how that works. But that's the plans for the show going forward. And we'll see what we do um, for the next season if we change anything around. But I do want to thank you for coming on this season for majority of episodes, I believe. I think you were on for more than Josh. Probably 80%. Maybe not 80%, but... Um, 75 Yeah, this is the... Tenth episode of the year, I think I did he was about on for three or four with him. Two so. or three, I thought. I know he was on for three at least.
1: Easily, yeah, yeah. So, so it's seventy percent at the lowest.
0: Something like that, yeah. We'll uh, we'll be back though, and um, you know, want just thank you all for joining us. If you got any suggestions for what you want to see, um, any suggestions on you know what you like about it, what you hate about it, any of that. Let, let us know, and uh, we'll make sure to respond angrily, of course. But <clears throat> appreciate y'all joining us today for the final episode of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats in our first season. And we'll be back in the coming weeks to talk about this offseason and what moves lie ahead for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Peace. See you, See you later.